Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. And the Music of America podcast continues. We are in New London, Connecticut. We're going to talk with Chris McKay and the Tone Shifters. Octave mandolins, Joe Mendel's signature piece of art, gives you that sweet tone somewhere between a mandolin and a guitar. It has that mandolin punch while also delivering the sustain and range of a guitar. Well, he builds them to your specifications. You may prefer the Adirondack to the Sitka, maybe the black, walnut, mahogany, rosewood, maple, whatever your wood, you select it, you select the style, and Joe will make it for you. Your very own octave mandolin, all impart flavor of their own to the tone. The Octave Mandolin, available at joemendelsfrets.com. So, Chris, people don't know this, but uh, this is our second go at this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, we had a yeah. really good interview last <laughs> week, and then I forgot to press the record button. So now I have it set up with Zoom to automatically record when I set these meetings up so I don't have that problem again. Because we had a, I thought we had a really good conversation, and then I'm beating my head against the wall afterwards. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it was, it was it was definitely a good, great, great interview. It's fun. So tell me about the tone shifters, your lead vocals and percussion, and your wife is in the band. Uh, that's what I remember. And then you'll have to take it from there. Who are the band members and what the instruments do they yeah. play? Yeah, uh, uh, my wife, uh, Sue McKay, she plays accordion. Uh, we have Tim Star Wars on uh, guitar and vocals. Uh, ben Perry on bass and vocals, and Tim Zapiri on drums. I remember we talked about Tim Star Wars, and his name is actually Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah Star Wars, and uh, you know, we 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 call him also Han Solo because uh, you know he loves to solo so much that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and fun. and if you if if you if you've ever seen him before. For those who remember, we call him Fabio sometimes because he's got the long blonde hair and yeah, he's got that old Fabio <laughs> look. That's funny. How long have you guys been playing together as the as the tone shifters? Since two thousand nine. We started as a uh we started as a blues band and kind of wanted to do obscure covers and then it kind of morphed. Different people came in. Different people came in with different backgrounds. Uh, my wife played in a country band before, and Tim had played in all different types of bands, everything from cover bands to punk bands to just back in the 80s, all all that different stuff. Same thing with Tim Zapiri. Me and him been playing together for over 35 years. Wow. You know? <laughs> yeah, we 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 start we started out in the eighties in a in a in a band called New Johnny Five, which got some national notoriety, and you know we played a kind of a cross between what I always say was cross between Talking Heads and kind of in excess Bowie kind of dance music, very percussive. You no, know, we we ended up doing pretty well, and then we had a few bands together on and off after that but ben perry he's the young guy he's the young guy in the band that keeps all us 
old farts in in, in check. <laughs> I'm older than his parents. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, which <laughs> which is kind of funny. They 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 come and see us sometimes too. It's, uh, I always remind them, you know, you know, I'm older than your parents, you know. But he's 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 great because he's so he's very knowledgeable in the social media. He's he does he does he, he actually produced our our upcoming uh, CD. Now he has his own audio, uh, his own studio, and he's just very grounded. And and it's, and it's good to look to him for when certain things come up. And he's just very very smart kid. I shouldn't even call him a kid. He's not a kid now, but any anybody under sixty to me is a kid. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then of course my my wife of uh, twenty four years. Uh, plays plays a accordion we call it we call her the secret weapon because it's kind of unusual to have an accordion player playing the kind of stuff we do yeah um, I'm, I'm trying to picture like in excess with an accordion i just don't get it but that's not really your style yeah. anymore <laughs> yeah yeah well no she was never in that she was never in the group back then but no, I'm just thinking of of your roots from way back then, and now. Yeah, I mean, I've I've, I've done a little bit of everything. I've say um, I started out as a percussionist, but I've been in uh, and then and when I became a vocalist, I did pretty much everything but country. I did funk bands. I did hard rock, funk, Chili Peppers type stuff. Yeah. Uh, rock bands, blues bands. Is there one yeah. style that you like better than another, or one style you didn't like at all, or not really? I I I pretty much like it all. I mean, I prefer the old country over the new stuff. I don't like the new new country stuff, but you know, I definitely, I guess I like kind of danceable stuff, funkier stuff. Now your background is in country, but sue is and how did you guys come together then did you see her at a show she see you at a show or did you know you had music in common when you met well actually uh, it's kind of funny we met once in in high school at a party i went to high school with her with her sister we graduated together and and then years later she was playing in a country band that my brother was playing drums in oh wow and, and she mentioned she mentioned to him about uh you know, I know, I, I know your brother, you know, I, you know, I, I, I met him before and I know who he is. And so he was telling me about this and I was trying to remember. And then uh, we all got together to go to a concert because he had an extra ticket and we re-met all those years later. So that's how we uh, reconnected. And then um, we started this, the blues band. And we were down in the basement uh, practicing, and one of the guys says, "We should, we should try the accordion. You know, bring the accordion and see what see what that's like." So she came down and played with us, and we're like, "Okay, you're in." <laughs> <laughs> and then it all went downhill from there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you write all the music for Tone Shifters. Yeah, up until up until recently, uh, yeah, right. All the lyrics and music, up until uh, our newest, well, our upcoming EP, I should say, it's not a CD. I've been kind of putting it out there. I'm like, you know, anybody has songs that they think will fit, just bring them out. And I was 
saying that for years and then the guitar player went through some relationship issues and stuff and you know that produces a lot of writing and bursts of writing and he came up with a couple songs and he said "Uh, check these out i got these songs and they were they were great so you know we got those on the uh two 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 songs of his that he completely wrote the lyrics the music and sings are are on our um upcoming ep so you guys have been together almost 15 years right yeah. So what is, what's practice look like? Do you get together and say, hey, we did this show Saturday at, at such and such, and we kind of sucked on the Jitterbug song. So let's work on that again. Or do you just say, hey, we're doing good. Here's a new song. Let's work on this. Or what's the practice kind of look like? Yeah, usually, usually that's the case. You know, we'll work on t- songs that we did have trouble with or anything that happened in the previous gig and we'll we'll go over like little things starts and endings that somebody might have missed or had a problem with or just try to get those tightened up i usually try to figure out a set for um for the day as far as working on new stuff we used to just i used to just present it to the band uh because i don't read music you know i have everything on my phone i have hundreds and hundreds of melodies and everything hum i'll hum a melody into the phone and throw some lyrics in there or whatever and then i'll present it either to my wife and we'll transpose it and kind of get the the basics of it present it to the band but lately we've been doing it with um the guitar players come over and he sets up a little kind of recording thing and we'll get a we'll get a little drum beat going or whatever and Mm -hmm. And we'll work on it that way, um, new songs. It's just easier because if you try to just kind of present it out of the blue at practice, you end up wasting the whole practice Yeah, yeah. just trying to figure everything out. This year, we kind of worked up what we call a summer set because most of our shows, we, we don't play bars much. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, most of our stuff is festivals and events during the summer we take a lot of the winter off so yeah yeah so we don't have to with a lot of shows we a lot of our shows are set up to be only anywhere from an hour to three hours we set up a summer set which is basically the same set that we'll use for the hour shows hour long Uh show we'll tweak it we'll throw in some different stuff here and there and tweak it around a little bit but that, that'll basically basically be our set for the summer and then i have a whole list of extra songs that we'll throw in today we're playing a we're, we're playing a, a party like a birthday party private party mm-hmm. and we were gonna we were gonna do like a whole set of covers and a whole set of originals oh know? wow yeah so well when you submitted your songs we had not met yet, so I didn't know that you didn't do covers. And one of the first songs that, or the first song that we're going to be listening to today was a song called Shaken. And I immediately thought of Eddie Money. And then I listened to your version of Shaken. Wasn't Eddie Money. It had, to me, it had kind of an, all, an old R&B flavor to it. Right, right. Like, yeah, that started actually started out as a, um, it was going to be 
a rockabilly song, you know, shaking, baby, 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 I'm a shaking, yeah. something like that. And then I came up with that, that like I had that jungle, jungle drum beat uh-huh. in, yeah. in my, in my head. And uh, I said, maybe it'd be cool to open up a song with that. That would be really cool. So we tried that and it just, it just worked out and it morphed into that song and it became became a little atm- atmospheric i guess of a song but people people love that song it's one of our favorites to play it's a, it's certainly danceable you know and you were talking about that earlier about yeah. you like your music to be danceable and that's really cool uh right. my girlfriend and i we go out dancing all the time especially pre-covid you know we were going out all the time and if if a band if we were in the mood to dance and the band didn't play dance music boom, we're gone we're going to the next place but if you stick yeah. around long enough, everybody plays something you can dance to, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was our whole, my, my whole, like, mission from the start. It was like, we I wanted to play, you know, we wanted to be blues-based, but we wanted to play music that, pe- that makes people smile. Even lyrically, I, I was writing lyrics like that earlier, you know, and just kind of stuff that makes people happy, yeah. you know, just just the way it moves or the lyrics or whatever it it, it seemed it seemed to work so we just s- stuck with that and kind of like i say because of diverse backgrounds of everybody i kind of wanted to kind of wanted to move in all different roots genres but not get too far out of the scope to where you know you're not going from like roots m- music to like metal or something you know? yeah. <laughs> Well, we're going to play the first song, and the song is called Shaken, and we're going to listen for that drum, and we're going to listen and see if uh, we're going to use the power of, of Wi-Fi and, and podcasts and see if we can get everyone in America to get up and dance. How's that? That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> with Chris McKay with the Tone Shifters, the Music of America podcast, and this is a song called Shaken. Sheep's looking my way, got me shaking. Baby, 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 got me shaking. Ruby red lips, jet black hair, strutting stuff like she just don't care, got me shaking. Baby, 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 got me shaking, shaking. Send those shivers up down my spine, feels all prickly like porcupine, and I'm shaking. Shake, shake, I'm shaking. With a wink and a smile, she takes me by the hand Gonna take me to the promised land Now I'm shaking, baby, baby, baby I'm shaking, shaking When you touch me more than I can take From a little tremor to a giant earthquake I'm shaking, baby, baby, baby I'm shaking Always thought I was real cool breeze When I'm with you, I'm in deep freeze I'm shaking, shake, shake, I'm shaking
With the tone shifters and Chris McKay, our guest today on the Music of America podcast coming from New London, Connecticut. Hey, bass players, the bag is a high quality leather gig bag family of products that are handmade in the United States with the finest craftsmanship with beautiful, sophisticated, very cool overall appearances. They are made of the finest quality leather and cushion available and meant to last a lifetime, literally. They've had over 30 years in the leather industry and are extremely proud to introduce this line of gig bags targeted to both the skilled professional as well as the fun-seeking novice. The hope there is that you're going to love the bag as much as they do. The Bag from Tony Vaughn Base Bags, www.tonyvaughn.com. So, Chris, I was thinking about the accordion and blues and zydeco music. And the next song, Jesus Got My Back, had that Zydeco feel. But I think you had a different take on it when we talked about this the last time. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, to me, it's more of like a, it's like a gospel song. I was thinking it'd be cool to write a gospel style song because gospel is so uplifting no matter what what you believe in or what religion you follow or whatever gospel always seems to make people get up and dance and it's participate so came up with the idea of for some reason this 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 line came up in my head jesus got my back well jesus got my back you know uh-huh. so i thought of right it would be cool to write a song you know about basically it's about being able to uh make changes you know i was you know, make changes in your life and, 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 and push on. Um, I was a little nervous when I first wrote it cause I didn't know religiously if people would take it the wrong way. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's really not specifically about religion at all. It's, you know, it's just, it's just about, uh, picking yourself up by the bootstraps and making changes and, you know, f- for the better. And nothing wrong with asking for a little yeah. help from a deity, you know. <laughs> right, right. You know, you know, it's like, you know, when when people run into problems, and you know, they're they're kind of looking for help. You know, they want to get help anywhere, and uh, you know, whether it be from friends or whether you know. So, so I wrote this little thing about you know this guy who kind of 
trouble, nothing but trouble. And yeah. and he keeps saying, well, I'll be okay because Jesus got my back. Right. Playing that song, we usually, we usually, at least lately, we've been ending our set with that song just because people just love it. You know, we get uh -huh. into a we get into a part where we're saying hallelujah, hell, you know, and, uh -huh. you know, we get people that are throwing their arms up in the air, dancing around and, and it's, and it's, it's awesome. You know, That's people, so cool. they just love that song, you know, what's the, what was the song? Make a joyful noise and dance before the Lord or something like that. Right. 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 That's, that's, when you were talking about that gospel writers sit down to write gospel music because that's what they do. You're not necessarily a gospel writer. You sat down specifically to write a gospel song. I just think that is so cool to say, you know what? I've not written a gospel song. I'm going to write one. You know, right. it wasn't a tragedy that happened. It wasn't a major life changing event in your life. You know, that came up, you just wanted to write a gospel song. Right, right. And it was probably inspired by just like a gospel song I heard and and just how uplifting it was and how, how much fun it was. Because, you know, you look at these different gospel groups and how they can they, they can really, really get the crowd going. And I'm, I'm thinking, man, that 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 would be cool. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a religious song. It's something that everybody can relate to because you know, we all know that people are very particular about religions and right. i i can't know. shake the image of dan Aykroyd and his feet going back and forth in the blues brothers when <laughs> when they go see james brown at the church oh yeah yeah <laughs> and belushi <laughs> comes rolling in on doing cartwheels down the aisle oh my god that was so <laughs> they, 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 he's, he's got such the moves too it was, yeah it's unbelievable yeah. So do people dance like that during uh, Jesus Got My Back? Do you see people doing somersaults? and, and uh, uh, no, no somersaults yet. <laughs> I like the disclaimer, yet. <laughs> you, know, a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of times I'll, I'll go off the stage when I get to the end. We, we the, You'll see in the song where it stops, and then it's like a two, one, two, three, four, and it starts again. Uh -huh. Well, I, I sometimes I'll, I'll go off the stage pumping, dancing, and, and pumping my arms up in the air and stuff. Get, get a little train going, you know? That's fun. We're going to play it then. Uh, this is uh, Jesus Got My Back. It features Sue on the accordion, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. She's pretty prominent on this song. Yeah, I think that's where I got the Zydeco thing in my head. But uh, anyway, the song is called Jesus Got My Back with the Tone Shifters on the Music of America podcast. <laughs> Thank that man above Cause Jesus 
Connecticut, the Tone Shifters, and the Music of America podcast continues. We'll continue talking to Chris McKay. I was talking to a friend of mine about my brother's couple's workbook called Two Years After Forever. It's sort of a how-to guide to improve your communication skills, which, as anyone in any relationship knows, is crucial. So we spoke, and later in the conversation, I mentioned the book again. Two Years After Forever is the name of the book my brother wrote. She interrupts me and says, oh, your brother's book. I thought you meant a book you borrowed from your brother. Three little words, my brother's book, two entirely different interpretations. Well, in two years after forever, there are exercises that help you form better communicative skills to avoid pratfalls like that one. Along with your partner, learning and applying these exercises help you get back on track to why two years ago you pledged a life together. Two Years After Forever at twoyearsafterforever.com and available at Amazon today and forever. And you said that you and Sue were married for 24 years. Is that yes, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. I know bands that don't last that long. <laughs> <laughs> Most bands don't last that long. <laughs> Do you ever have creative differences in the family uh there's always there's always you know debate on on certain things yeah sure <laughs> do you have kids and are they musical uh actually yeah i have two sons and they're both very musical uh my oldest son plays keyboards bass guitar guitar does drums and and writes he was he writes beats he writes really great music and uh -huh. he acts he had actually uh, moved down to Miami to, to sell his, his beats. Uh, that was the idea anyhow, and, and moved down to Miami and ended up inter interning at one of the biggest hip-hop studios, like a Grammy, a lot of Grammy awards went through that studio, and he interned down there for a while, and he, you know, he had some interest by some, some Grammy winners for his beats. That's uh, pretty neat. Because it was internship and... and he still had to work, which ended up taking him away from Miami for the summer. Yeah. So now down in Virginia Beach. But, you know, he's still writing music and doing music. My youngest son, he also plays everything. He doesn't write music, but he was he was, he was the one that my older son would be jamming with his friends. They needed a drummer or something. You know, it was like he'd pull my younger son down there and, like, we need you to play drums and we need you to play bass or whatever. But it was kind of fun. They, friends would come over and uh, and they would start playing. And every now and then, me, me and my friends would be out at the fire pit relaxing. And then yeah. later at night, we're like, well, let's go down and jam with those guys. You know, we'd go down. Oh, fun. Jam. Yeah, we would go down and have jam sessions at like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. But. And it's funny because my my oldest son taught himself how to how to how to play just by like YouTube videos. You know, he started uh -huh. playing piano, and you know, we're laying in bed one night, and we hear this beautiful piano coming from downstairs, and we're like, "Wow, is that, guy, is that guy playing down there? It's it, it, it's beautiful." And he became he, he became really good. It's a lot easier for the kids to learn these days than it was for us. Right? There's so many different styles of teaching and so many different tools that are available now. Do you teach? Yeah. Do you teach or have you taught? No, 
No, I I don't have I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have patience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what could I teach? A vocal coach. Yeah, percussion. I'm, you know, I, you know, my sons had asked me for a few percussion tips, and, and I've showed them different things and different beats and stuff. And as far as teaching anyone other than my sons, no. You brought up earlier that you're older than your bass player's parents, right? Yeah. <laughs> it reminded <laughs> me, I, I used to be in a cover band in St. Louis and how the whole thing started. I'd got a Paul Reed Smith. I've got a Mexican Strat. I got an American Strat. I got a 69 reissue Les Paul in my wow. house. You know, I got a nice drum kit, got a bass, bass amp, got a PA system set up for when my friends come over and we go jamming. Well, when my daughters were younger, there was a boy I lived across the street and these guys used to go over and hang out with him and then come over to hang out with my daughters. Clever. But eventually they'd say, Hey, Mr. Pollard, can we go down and play with your instruments? And I go, <laughs> <laughs> so what evolved from that was three of these kids that weren't even in, they weren't even 21 yet. Yeah. They got with a buddy of mine, uh, John Vulos, one of my best friends. So he and I got with those guys or they got with us or whatever. And we started a cover band. So I was older than their parents. We were having issues with the band because they were, Missing out on going to all their friends' 21st birthday parties, you know, because then it was legal to drink and everything. <laughs> and I, I just thought about that when you were talking about jamming at one o'clock in the morning, right? Older than somebody's parents. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny because, you know, uh, you know, we always talked about doing a, we have a family reunion in Maine, not, not, not every year these days, but we, we talked about getting a family band jam thing because my brother is a drummer uh -huh. you know you used to play drums not so much now my brother-in-law plays guitar and keyboards and he's got stuff up there and we're like okay what we're gonna do is we're gonna and we actually you know you write a song we're gonna write a song and then when we have the family reunion we're all gonna play this song yeah <laughs> 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 you know, he gave me a song to use and my, my son was supposed to learn keyboards and I was supposed to, you know, it never materialized, but hopefully someday we'll, we'll do one family, family jam. The last song here, I really got excited about because growing up, my mom and dad were big band people, you know, they grew up in, in the thirties, forties, you know, and Glenn Miller's In the Mood was their song. And whenever Great we would song. go, whenever we would go out, we would go to this fundraiser or whatever. There was always a band that would play big band music. That's where mom and dad would take us. You know, that's where their friends were going. And that's the music they wanted to listen to. And whenever In the Mood would come on, there's mom and dad out there tearing up the dance floor, doing the jitterbug. Yeah. And so I well, saw this song. As soon as I saw the song Jitterbug, I had butterflies like, oh, yeah, memories of mom and dad. And yeah. And I listened to it, and it's got like a Brian Stetzer feel to it to me. You know, straight. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yep, big Stetzer fan. You know, how'd that song come about then? Well, I like, like I said, you know, I like to write those upbeat, kind of happy, danceable songs, and um, you know, it was inspired by my brother, who's an actor out in California, growing up. You know. He was, he's, was and still is a big collector of 1950s bebop music, soul, R&B, 
all you know all the early stuff he collects the 45s and we had a jukebox in our house and he was an incredible he is an incredible dancer and he loved the jitterbug and he's a little guy never i I don't know if he, he maybe he's weighed over 100 pounds in his, in his lifetime but <laughs> yeah pr- pr- pretty small thin guy and when he would jitterbug you know he would be flying all over the place you know and yeah. and and he still he still goes to dance classes and whatnot and so i was inspired to write the song you know for him um it was originally you know it was originally called jitterbug queen cuz it's if when you listen to the lyrics, it's about a a woman who's a really really good dancer, uh-huh. and and for some reason, you know, we kept calling it Jitterbug, and 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 when the uh, EP came out, I realized, oh shoot, I didn't I didn't put Jitterbug Queen. I you know I just the title was just Jitterbug. So oh. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I forgot the, I forgot the Queen part, but that's, that's right, okay. it worked. It worked, right? So yeah, that's a it's a fun song. There's actually we have a YouTube video that uh, we did when we recorded this in Sun Studio down in Memphis, which is a perfect place to record it. You know, yeah, yeah. But with all that type of history there, um, so yeah, you can you can find that on YouTube or on our website. I was just talking to a guy from California who had just got gotten back from playing at whiskey a go-go oh nice and then you said son and i thought man can you imagine and i guess you've done it i can you i'm just myself imagining the history of the music and the i think the phrase he and i came up with was the the weight of a thousand shadows right you know they're all watching you and they're well that's that's funny you mentioned that because on our uh, the EP that's upcoming, we have a song. Ironically, we recorded it in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, at Fame Studio. Oh wow! And, uh, and but one of the songs on it is called "Fun in the Sun," and it's about recording it. Sun, literally, a week before the the, the world shut down from 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 COVID. COVID. <laughs> and uh, and it actually. T- there's a line in the in the song that talks about I'm sitting there I'm sitting here recording and I got Sam and Elvis and Carl Perkins and Jerry Lee Lewis all staring at me because there's big there's big photos like all these famous photos yeah in the studio of all of all of these people and they're all together and I literally it's it, you could it's funny because you could even see it in the video right next to me because where where I sang was literally the spot where Elvis supposedly sang. They have an X on the floor. Yeah, you know? yeah. And and right next to me on the wall is a picture of. Uh, I, I it might be that I'm not, I'm not sure if it's the famous picture, but it, it's like of Sam Phillips, uh, you know Jerry Lee Lewis, Elvis, and right, they're like right. literally they're like literally looking at you, you know. That'd <laughs> be eerie. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, so that was one of the lines, you know, they're all staring at me. That's funny. We're going to play the song. This is a uh, jitterbug with the tone shifters and Chris McKay. We're going to come back and uh, find out a little bit where we can find you and hear you, et cetera, et cetera. Right now we're going to listen to jitterbug. Jitterbug. <laughs> 
said, I think it might serve us well. So we greased the wheels, clicked their heels, and burst right through the door. There she was with a ponytail swinging, sliding across the floor. Damn near died cause I knew what she was thinking of If I make it through without a broken bone I'm gonna frank my lucky stars above She started to jive, man alive I was falling apart at the seams Flipping, dipping, jiving, chipping You know we was making a scene When she hits the dance floor She can't stop You know she's got me spinning like Thinking of that song too by Wham to beat the Jitterbug. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wake, wake me up before you go go. Oh my I God. haven't watched. I haven't watched that documentary yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And oddly, not on my bucket list. <laughs> We're with Chris McKay and the Tone Shifters, and Chris, this is the part of the show we call Shameless Self Promotion, where you. Uh, just just plug away where can we get your merch where can we buy your music where can we see you live what shows what's coming up new albums new eps whatever uh tell me what's coming up in the on the horizon all right so we are from new london connecticut and 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 if anybody doesn't know where that is it's smack dab in the middle of new york and boston on the coast literally two and a half hours to new york two hours to boston um, our next show will be September 9th in New London uh, at the Hygienic Art Park, which is a really cool art park, um, which is actually like open air, but the, the, the venue is actually covered by a giant glass roof. Everything else is open, you know. Wow. And it's got a really nice, like, you know, wooden dance floor. It's really cool. And it's kind of a special show because we're doing it with a band from um, up near Buffalo, Rochester, uh, called the Televisionaries, um, whom we saw we we saw down in uh, Memphis when we were down there for music a music awards show that we go to every year. And I was like, wow, these guys are really really energetic and incredible. It's three brothers and a drummer, younger yeah. guy. And they do all 50s, 60s surf, surf style music, you know, with with vocals uh-huh. like you know, they, they do the instrumentals, too, but vocally. So it's so it's kind of like it's 50s, 60s surf pop. Um, when I first so, moved to Burlington, I saw a band like that. They show up in the pins, uh, the, the thin ties and the real tight oh, yeah. tapered uh, suits all one color and i thought what is this and they came out and they started doing surfing music man I'm like these guys are phenomenal yeah you these know? guys these guys definitely rock and uh i i got a hold of them just out of the blues like hey you know just to see if they were interested and they were like sure we'd love to come down um so we got we we got them to come and these guys have like they they toured with they did a east coast tour with nick low They've played in Spain. They've played Viva Las Vegas, Rockabilly. I mean, they've they've opened up for a lot of people and done a lot of great shows. And um, they have a guy who sings with them sometimes, um, Les Green, who is he was he was an American Idol like uh, he made it to the Hollywood rounds, but he ended up he ended up doing the voiceover of Little Richard in the Elvis movie. Oh wow! Tutti fruity. So he sings with him sometimes. I don't know if he's going to be with him, but uh, yeah. So we're looking forward to that show. That's September 9th at the Hygienic Art Park in in New London. Um, and then uh, what else do we have? We have uh, September sixteenth, I believe. Or no, I'm sorry, September twenty third. We're doing the. Annual Mystic Garlic Fest, yeah. which, is, which is an old Mystic Village. Uh, we do that every year. It's, it's they have bands all over the village, and they go all day for two days. Acoustic bands, 
you know, full bands. And then September 29th, we will be at the Deerfield Fair in New Hampshire, which is the biggest or oldest fair in New England. It's a huge, huge fair. Really? Be 29th, yeah. Man, you guys are busy. Yeah, yeah. We, we you know, we, we travel up that 395 corridor from Connecticut up to, to Maine. Uh-huh. Uh, not so much New York or Boston. Um, you know, it's mostly up that that corridor, um, and also we have a, a new EP coming out. Hopefully, it'll be ready within a week. Well, not available, but ready. Uh, be out in a few weeks. It's called Alabama Moon. Um, we did that down in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, at, at Fame Studio, mm-hmm. and we we released we released the single Alabama Moon already on Bandcamp. It's not available on the other stream and streaming flat platforms yet, okay. but that, that's a six song EP. Um, and we're, you know, we're, we're going to have at least one accompanying video that'll be released as well. So that's what we have coming up. Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty busy. Chris, thank you again. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank and this you. one recorded. I'm, I'm watching my little recording light. It's still going. So it's <laughs> <laughs> been a great interview again, Chris. Thank you so much. Okay. Oh, thanks. Thanks. We, Appreciate it. We've been with Chris McKay and the Tone Shifters from New London, Connecticut. Next up, we're going to travel to Danielson, Connecticut and meet the Papa Joe Show. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.